Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. It's game day for high school football. You can just feel the excitement in the air. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Scott's in the house. I've got some questions for him. He's got some questions for us. So that'll be fun for the first segment. My first question is, where the heck have you been? (laughs) Hey, hey, we'll get to that. Uh, let's see some golf. The PGA Tour playoffs were going on. It started yesterday. Also, Corn Ferry Tour finals, four week finals, and a couple of uh, Sooners. One local playing really well here to start in the first round and a half or so up in Boise, Idaho. High school football will hit that with the games around the area. Some others of note around the state. And of course, we got Scott right here off the top. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That is two two five. 9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things or whatever else is on your mind in the world of sport. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area one of these days, want to stay in touch with us live, it's easy. Log on to kadsam.com or download the app. The app is free, and you might, might as well do it right now because it's got everything. It's got radio, so if you want to listen to Big Elk Football on Cool 94 tonight, you can do it through the app. You can check out the Penny News while you're doing it. Or if you want to watch the live stream, Big Elk TV and Paragon TV. So you can flip fa- uh, back and forth between the Elks and the Merritt Oilers all night long uh, here tonight with that app. Also, the Skinny on Sports podcast is available. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check them out each and every day. Jared, Scott, how are you boys? I'm good. You excited? I'm excited. It's game day. It is game day. Game day. I'm good. I am excited. I I was angry at you guys on Monday. How come? Well, I I had an appointment in Hobart, so I was actually going to get to listen to most of your show. And here we are, about to have the first high school game of the season, about to have the first college game of the season. And I had to listen to you two chumps talk about baseball (laughs) for 30 minutes. So what did you think about Otani's injury, speaking of? I don't even know anything (laughs) about his injury. That's not really one of my questions. Okay, so I want to start out. I want to ask you a question. You can ask ours, and then i got some follow-ups. All right, all right. I saw last night on Facebook, tomorrow is the Diamond in the Rough, which is the fourth annual women's golf tournament. It's a two-women golf tournament, two, two women on a team. Kind of sexist. Out here. Can't play in well, it, we'll, we won't get we'll, into that. We'll we make up for that. that in September, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, it, it's grown every year. This year, a full 72-team field. And about three, four months ago, you and I were both approached about participating as chefs in the competition. Yeah. I knew there was like five or six people cooking. I had no idea till yesterday who anyone was besides me. I, I don't know. Who, who we got? Me, you, and Jimmy Clark. I know... Are three all right of the cookers? 
I know what Jimmy's making. And now after last night, now I know what you're making. Uh-huh. And I know what I'm making. I think of the three of us, you have made the better choice of hey. food because <laughs> you are catering to the clientele. Know your client. What are you making? <laughs> Tell everybody what you're going to make. I am making some smoked salmon and then some smoked salmon dip. So be nice and chilled. Uh, cool little appetizer for the ladies to enjoy. Is there, Plus they're going to be, you know, get that protein in them and those omega-3 fatty acids and they're just their brain's going to be optimized for <laughs> golf right Something the sangria I, might take them down a little yeah. though <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping this 60 degree wind chill blows in a day early and they're freezing and they need something hearty and healthy like the pork belly burn-ins that i'm making <laughs> Tyler Harrison's uh, going to be there. He's making margaritas. He's making margaritas. Oh. So not necessarily a food. That's Yeah, that's not a food. He's Do you always, think he can win with that? No, no, he's that's, not cooking the food. No, he's just out there PR. Who's judging these? Is the women, the, the players, yes. Yeah. The players? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the players are the judges. So that's why, I say, that's why we say, I'll know s- your client. You know, that's you good, know? yeah. I'm just kind of wondering I if mean, I can just swing on in. And if there's a bunch of 10-year-olds, I'd have hot dogs yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd chicken have, nuggets. Chicken nuggets or mac and cheese. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, yeah. and by the way, not gourmet mac and cheese. No, no. The, oh, the, easy the, the microwavable the ones. Just the box. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's going to be uh, – yeah, I know Monty Tucker chiming in. Jimmy has the secret ingredient of Tucker sir- sirloins. He is. He's making Tucker sirloin kebabs. All right. And he's got a little sirloin. I think he's got a little bit of uh, pineapple, onion, pepper okay. going on his. And that's a lot to go on a toothpick, but hey, that whatever. That's a lot to go on a toothpick. I don't know. Oh, Daryl and Debbie Dunn are cooking. I'm, hey, I might be scared of that one. Might be scared of that one. All right, it's going to be fun. So, it'll be a good time. All right, what's what's your question? Well, Garrison Financial you know, Friday. Here we are, getting into things, and and I I saw that uh, James Harden was fined a hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Well, he drops that in one night at a. So that's okay. So that's the question. So, <clears throat> what percentage of his salary? Not even his. Okay, yeah, we'll start with that. What percentage of his salary is that? Uh, let's see, hundred thousand divided by what? Forty-five million. Well, his salary's thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. So what? Point three. It's it's point zero zero point zero zero three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Point three would be three so, percent. Yeah. So if if you take also his earnings of his endorsements and all of that, which is almost more than double what his salary is. No, excuse me. Which which is almost which is more than what a salary is. So yeah. it almost it more than doubles what it would be. So now it's closer to point zero zero one five. So my question is this. So fifteen hundredths of a percent. <laughs> okay. So my question is this. What is that in the equivalent to an average Oklahoma household? Oh my gosh. What would the fine be? Four dollars and fifty cents. No, no, forty-five cents. No, no, it's not quite that. The average Oklahoma household it would be seventy-one dollars and forty-two cents. Okay, what was the average? 
53,000. Okay. Yeah, I was too low on that. I would yep. guess it was that much. Yep. Yeah. So 71 bucks. $71. However, I mean, you do have to look at it this way. The rookie minimum is only 950,000. So if you got fined $100,000 and you were only making 950, it would Now we got we actually got a fine on our hurting. hands. It's hurting. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, because you, you it's basically hear, a parking ticket. Well, no, yeah, yeah, you hear a hundred grand, you think, "Wow, they really stuck it to him there!" <laughs> Holy cow, yeah, it's a parking ticket. Where's the money go when they they pay it? Just back in the operations or other? What, you mean the fine money? Yeah, yeah. Where does it go? That's a great question. Probably the same place that all the FIFA Salaries. money went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the advancement of the game worldwide. Sure. <laughs> or or as. Uh, the most famous criminal in the country right now would say China. <laughs> well, ironic because that's where he said all that stuff. China. That he got fined. That's what that's what I was about to say. Is there any chance he actually gets that fine if he wasn't making fun of China or being in China? It's a very there, good question. There's no doubt he mentioned. I mean, he mentioned Daryl in my mind. There's no doubt he mentioned Daryl Morey in China. On, on purpose, purpose, because of the things that Daryl Morey had to say. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt. Absolutely. So what do we got this? You're probably already – oh, you had another question. I've got a couple questions. What you, what were you wondering? Nope, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I want to ask both of you boys. Did you see one of the most amazing feats in the history of sports happen yesterday? 84-year-old Joanne oh, yeah, Connor. Yeah. Played in the U.S. Women's Senior Open Golf Tournament. 84-year-old Joanne Carner shot 80 in the first round of the U.S. Women's Senior Open. How comfortable are either of you two with your golf games to, to just go up to Joanne Carner and say, Hey, Joanne, let's play for 10 bucks a hole. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> no way. No way. That is insane. 84-year-old shot 80. And I, uh, she's known... As a giant smoker, so you know you'd see videos of her making a putt or hitting it and walking over it, which I, I don't know if she got to have a golf cart or not. The video, but it's like, oh yeah, she's gonna go hit a Virginia Slim. Yeah, it's too bad that they can't advertise <laughs> tobacco anymore. She'd be making a fortune. Uh, I can see, I can actually see the billboards now in Elk City with Joanne Carner and Miss Sizemore <laughs> side by side <laughs> for Virginia Slims. <laughs> Uh, oh dear! Second question I have for Surely you. Surely they have they let them ride golf carts. You'd like? This to, is I mean, the senior. Yeah, 80, eighty-four. Would, be, she's walking 18 holes. And that's the that's the that's a question. Lot. If if she's hitting that and walking eighteen holes. Well, and here's the deal. I Bravo! Saw, and I saw and smoking the slims. I mean, <laughs> come on! I saw a video. As soon as she got done, she signed her scorecard. Where was she at? Back on the range practicing. It's crazy. That's pretty far Take out. Oh, here you go. Drew Spitzer's right. Miss Sizemore got kicked off the billboard. How about John Daly and Joanne coming out and playing the tumbleweed, <laughs> smoking cigs, <laughs> whipping you? There you go. Okay, second question. This one's probably more important. Where is your, from? let's say, 1 to 10, what is your excitement level for the Steelers? Oh. 
They won last night, didn't they? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has literally a perfect quarterback rating in the preseason. Biggest kiss of death (laughs) ever. Oh, we're undefeated in the preseason. (laughs) Great, we're going to lose every game. (laughs) Am I wrong? Is that not always the kiss of death? The Ravens. It hadn't been the kiss of death death for the Ravens. They had won like every game for six years in a row, and they've been pretty good. Yeah, they've been pretty good. I don't know. And on the other hand, there's been teams that have lost every preseason game, and they turn out to be really good. You've got to be at it, least a little excited, though. I'm trying to tamper the excitement. I mean, it's been a lot of disappointment for a long time, you know? I felt like we should have won two more Super Bowls with Big Ben. But Le'Veon decides to sit out. His career went really well after that. You know, that's my that's my thing. All of these all of these guys that they're like, oh, I'm going to sit out a year. Who has that worked for? Nobody. Oh yeah. Nobody. Name one player that that has worked out well for. Le'Veon Bell went from probably the rest, the best running back in the game at the time, absolutely, to a dude that couldn't even play for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, and, and walked away from 18 million dollars the season that he set out. Mm-hmm. So he lost 18 million, and I think he got a three-year guaranteed contract. I don't remember what it was, how much it was. It wasn't what he wanted. I can tell you that. But he didn't get the eighteen million, so yeah. I mean, and it's not just him. I mean, Deshaun Watson's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. That was more of a forced set out. <laughs> that was a forced set out, but it doesn't work. So he did. He got four years, fifty-two. Four years. Yeah, he did pretty good. So thirteen when he, he wanted eighteen. Good. Yeah, but. So answer the question. How excited are you? I am excited, but I'm trying to I'm trying to lay it cautiously low. optimistic. There is you go. What I'm hearing. That's that's a good way to put it. You know Pickett what? looks amazing. Coming from a Cowboy fan, I I understand. Hey, listen, P- Kenny Pickett is going to be in the MVP conversation. George Pickens <laughs> is already a better wide receiver than anybody in the league. Do you see the brand new T.J. Watt they got running around? What's did, his name? That rookie. You, did you just say that Kenny Pickett's going to be in the hey, MVP? Listen, I just no. <laughs> he's, he's I'm just, just telling you. He's that's how excited you ought to be. Yeah. yeah or uh, or these are the texts I was getting from Possum last night. One of the two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. Uh-huh. After well. after one preseason drive, the very first drive. Look at that. Pickett looks awesome. Watch out. Watch out. See, and that's what happened last year. They came out and they beat Cincinnati in the second game. And I was like, whoa, hey, 2-0 and just beat Cincinnati. And I think we lost the next seven. So, trying to keep it, yeah, cautiously optimistic. The schedule isn't terrible to start. Yeah. 49ers at home will be – That's pretty – Speaking, I want to ask. Well, that's going to be my last question. Trubisky uh, might be quarterbacking after that game. <laughs> 49ers at home, but it's at home. Yeah. Browns at home. Then you go to the Raiders and the Texans, which probably the worst two teams in the AFC. So probably the three, two, the, the three worst teams in the NFL in a row <laughs> with the Browns. Yeah. And then host Ravens at the Rams, which I don't think the Ram, the Ram, who knows is Matthew Stafford even on the planet yeah. anymore? I don't know. Or is it Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Back to the 49ers. What in the hell are they doing? This, to me, I'm not kidding. Hyperbole is easy talking on the radio like this. This might be what they're doing with Trey Lance. Might be the dumbest move in the history of the NFL. They gave up three ones and a two to move up to draft him two years ago. Yeah. 
You realize he has only thrown since high school. Since high school. He's only thrown 420 passes in a football game. College and professional. And they act like they gave him a chance to develop. Yeah. He got to start a game in the rain. Yeah. Th- this is unbelievably dumb. And it's not and like they have no trade value now. Well, no. They have none. How do you how do you not just let him be the backup? Sam Darnold would scrub the toilets just to stay in the NFL. Yeah. Let him be the third quarterback. Yeah. At least tell yeah. him that. This is I mean, for, for dudes that are supposed to be the smartest the guys in the guru, leagues. The quarterback guru. and Think about what Shanahan has done. He basically handpicked Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. and ran him out of town. Yeah. And then he moved up to draft his next golden boy and ran him out of town. And then he gets Mr. Irrelevant. And he's got Brock Purdy. I hope. Listen, the Brock Purdy thing kept on going awesome last year. Story. It kept on going. And anybody that watched him in college is waiting for the house of cards to tumble down. Yeah. Because it always does with him. Yeah. But it, you know, he got hurt, so we didn't get to see him throw the game away against Philly. That's coming. Yeah. And now instead of having this dude that is ultra talented, <laughs> coming. it's coming. <laughs> You're going to have Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Sell the 49er stock. You're selling. I'm selling it. Well, I mean, they do. See, you're talking about the biggest draft bust of all time. Here's Drew on. How do we know? He never got to play. He threw 100 passes in the NFL. That's like three and a half games. How in the world do we know he was a bust? Yeah. We have no idea. No. No. No idea. And I don't think, I mean, come on now, guys. Let's let's be completely honest. Ryan Leaf will for, forever cement the biggest draft bust in the history. Well, if of the it's NFL. not him, if it's not him, it's Jamarcus Russell <laughs> or Jamarcus Russell. I mean, there's not, you know, but uh, yeah, it 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 looks bad. It looks incredibly bad. It's ridiculous. It is dumb. I mean, the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time from player personnel wise that you don't. You didn't even give him a chance. No. And gave up three ones and a two to not give him and, a chance. And not even, and for playing, him, Sam and not even playing him in, in the preseason. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Not even playing him in the preseason. Ridiculous. With any any members of the team that are going to make the team, they're playing him with the, the guys that are going to be on the practice squad for the line and so on and so forth. I don't know. Maybe he's doesn't have the personality to get along with Shanahan. I don't know. It is – Insane. Insane. So is Jimmy G going to light the world on fire? Where at? On the field or off? On the field. Because I bet he runs Vegas, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'd like to be his wingman if I wasn't a married man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know what? I always thought Jimmy G, serviceable. I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Is Is he upgrade same or worse than Derek Carr? I don't see Derek Carr ever making it to the Super Bowl yet. And why did the Saints go nuts over him? Because because they're the Saints. Got tired of I mean, Jameis, Jame- I guess. Yeah, I was about to say, they did pay Jameis Winston a lot of money thinking that he was going to be the next big deal, too. It is That's one of the things that's unbelievable is some of these guys, the NFL gets so enamored with the the talent that they don't see the player. I mean, Jameis Winston – his first year in the NFL, yeah, he threw like he threw. I think he threw almost thirty touchdowns. He, also, he threw almost yeah, thirty interceptions. I think it was like thirty six <laughs> touchdowns and thirty five picks or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. But, but I can tell you who's next. I can tell you the guy that is next. 
There actually, there's two of these guys, two of these quarterbacks that are that are about to be ones that just hold on to forever and ever. One I think is actually pretty good. The other one I have no idea yet. But Anthony, uh, oh, what's his name? The the guy, the Colts. It just shot out of my name, uh, out of my head. Richardson. Richardson. Yeah, he's going to be. I mean, people are going nuts over him already, and he completed 51% of his passes. Yeah. I get it. He's a, he's a rookie. Like last night, oh, my gosh, he's turning the corner. He was 6 of 17. Yeah. But he's big, strong, he fast, all that. So that's and, – and, and Fields. Justin Fields, which I think Justin I, – I liked him as the best out of that whole class coming out. But he's the next one. I mean, yeah. already he, th- he threw two screens – that turned into touchdowns a couple weeks ago. And it was like, oh my God, Justin Fields for MVP. <laughs> he threw the ball eight yards. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kenny Pickett's just up there threading needles. And I mean, he does. He looks good. He looks good. I'm telling you, it's going to be. And the line's still not there either. The offensive line's still that's, not there. That's your problem. That's so, your. Can yeah, you? So then we play the best defensive line in football for yeah. the first game. That, I, I tell you what else you've got brewing. It's and it's weird that the Steelers this happens to, but you may have another Le'Veon situation coming. <sighs> I, just really, I just I be, mean after after what's his name? I mean all of these running backs, they're not getting any money. Yeah, so I, know. I mean who's who's in their ear telling them that they're going to get money? Agents, well, or uncles, or uncles, dad, moms, yeah, yeah, grandmas, yeah. There you go, Najee, you're a first round pick. Yep. You need $15 million a year. Yeah. Meanwhile. Your boy down in Dallas is the one that screwed it all up. Jerry? Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it. He screws up. You see what he said the other day? Oh, God. I think he was kidding. I really I, – I don't think Jerry gets credit for being a little bit sarcastic here because I don't really think that he's proud of Sam Williams for not going – for only going 66 instead of 98 <laughs> when he had a bong and a – Uzi or whatever else he had in his car. Uh, I don't really think he's proud of him, and I don't really think he thinks he's maturing. But Jerry, man, you know how that's going to go. You can't say that. Oh, you man. and Brett Yormark need to sit down in, in a little room and talk about saying, not saying yeah. things. Time Sarcasm and place doesn't it, work. It didn't anymore. work, Jerry. Well, not for. It's never going to work for Jerry. It's because sar- people believe him. Yeah. He's like the Joe Biden of the NFL owners. <laughs> no, he can enunciate. And stand and <laughs> climb up on his plane. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. All right, what's going on down at Garrison Financial? Uh, we're just having a good time. We're getting together with our clients and our friends and, and uh, seeing what we can do to, to make their money work more efficiently. There's there's a lot of lot of great things out there, a lot of great products out there. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it's turbulent waters, but there's ways that we can navigate them. So come on down. Let's see what we can do to make your plan better. I would imagine the next 14-ish months will be a wild ride. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> wild ride, and not just just in life, but financially as well. You bet. Trying to figure out what's going to happen uh, next November. You bet. No, Scott did not bring us any salmon. That was a question on the text line. <laughs> 
It's not <laughs> it's ready. It's not even ready yet, man. It's got to sit in the rub. All right, Scott. It's actually going on what here just was, a little bit. What was all that on there? It looked like some sort of garlic salt or pepper or what was that? <laughs> what are you trying to – hey, man, I already gave you my shrimp recipe. I know. That was a big still deal haven't for me. Made them. I still haven't made it. It's crazy that I haven't. <laughs> I mean, don't be asking all my – That's what I should have made. Oh, if I'd have known you were cooking, I'd have made your shrimp to beat you. <laughs> that that would have – I'd have been a little irritable. I would have been a little irritable. You know, looking back at this, I should have just went and just bought a bunch of shrimp and put them in ice and just had a little shrimp cocktail, just make a cocktail yeah. sauce because yeah. it's going to be so hot. Literally not have to do anything but steam them and that, throw exactly them in ice. Exactly right. You're done. That's right. Or just buy the ones that are already steamed. <laughs> but for the late, I, I just wasn't thinking. I don't know that pork oh, belly well. burned in is going to go over well with the ladies. I mean, I'll come by and get some. I, that's what Rusty already said that. Well, I'll eat if they won't. <laughs> All right, man. Scott at Soonerwealth.com, 124 North Main in Elk City is his address. Garrison Financial. Go well. Yeah. Go Oilers. It's Garrison Financial Friday. We'll be back. Talk about some of that high school football. I asked Jared how excited he is for the college football weekend. He's going to say not very, but he needs to realize he should be. And I'll tell him why next. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. It is a Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Scott was just hanging out with us a little bit earlier. Scott at Soonerwealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is his address. Full financial planning there at Garrison Financial. He'll shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. I'll tell you more as we move along throughout the show here this morning. All right, Jared, it is high school football week zero. Some games last night, a couple of duds on the mm. two that look like they might be decent. His union just walloped uh, Westmore, and Bixby hasn't gone anywhere, if you're wondering. No. no. They beat beat down Owasso. But tonight, the three I-40 schools all play, interestingly enough, all on the road as well. With the Big Elks down in Altus, Weatherford goes to Newcastle, Clinton at Kingfisher, and then down in Class A, Merritt's at home against Hinton. Start with uh, the game that we'll be at, Elk City and Altus. We talked about it in a whole bunch this week. Coach Maynard was in here a couple of days ago as well. Just for you, though, what uh, what are you expecting? What are you looking for uh, as the game moves along tonight down in Altus? Well, I would obviously looking for uh, you know the offense to continue what they're able to do best. Of course, that's run it. But we're going to see that out of uh, you know, a little bit of a different formation that we've we've well documented on this show. So I'm just anxious to see if that can continue. The production offensively can continue with uh, new guys plugged in. 
And Knox, honestly, a little anxious to see what Altus brings. You know, they got their coach back. Uh, they, too, are switching up their offense a little bit, but they still look more ground-oriented. So that gives me uh, uh, a little, a lot of interest on the Elk City's defense. And, um, you know, seeing, you know, they were really solid last year. So just seeing the continuity, the, 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 if it can continue. And, and you know, each year is different from the last. No, no years are the same, especially when you're plugging in new guys. And I'm just hoping, honestly, Aaron, to have a very boring game with a win. And that means we didn't show a lot, didn't have to, came out, just physically was the better team, and we get out of a snoozer with a win. Does that make sense? We kind of want that. You don't want to and, and coach has said this. You don't want to open up the playbook too early. And you don't want to have to because uh, it's week zero and you're just trying to get in field goal position for the game-winning field goal. You you want to you would hope that you can go in down there and, and take care of business in more or less in a boring game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the very first thing to look for tonight is I think there will be way more emotion from the Elks, or there better be more emotion than what we saw last Friday night to get started against El Reno. Mm -hmm. And whatever the reason, that's just the way it went. And so I think that'll be the very first sign of, you know, we, we commented on it all the time last year. It wasn't, you know, some teams you see go pregame flying around, hooping and hollering. That hasn't really been the... Well, yeah, the well, what's it called? The personality. Mm -hmm. It hasn't really been the personality of the team the last two years. A little bit more laid back, but but also completely focused. That's the difference, you know. Because like a business like approach, I guess. Yeah, just you know, and you, you're just used to you know, especially like at the end of the stretching, everybody comes in the middle and they're jumping up and down and hooting and hollering and pads popping. That hasn't really been the way it's gone. And so I don't know that that's going to be a difference, or maybe if it's fake trying to generate it where the guys can, can sense it. But I, I think that's – and Coach Maynard said this on Wednesday. The, the guys on the sideline with the, with the headsets on can only do so much. It's got to be the guys with the helmets on that generate that excitement, that generate the passion and the emotion – to play with and I think that will be when this team really catches his stride when they figure out who that is who to follow and that all starts tonight I mean it's a, it's, it's a work in progress all throughout the season just because when you look back two years ago 18 seniors gone last year 18 more gone so you've got guys maybe that have even played but not necessarily in that leadership role and I think that is going to be when this team really starts to take off as they figure that out amongst themselves and, and figure out kind of, like you said, that pecking order uh, of guys. So that's what, you know, just the, the emotion and playing hard and playing the right way because that's just what we've become accustomed to ever since Coach Meadows came back to coaching here was physicality, toughness. And I think that that's what I can't wait to see, how that kind of starts to transpire throughout yeah. the years. And then Altus – you know, kind of an unknown. You would have thought that 
with Coach Reed back, they would be right back into the flex bone that won him a state title in 2015. Then you flip on the scrimmage against Woodward or against Weatherford, and they're shotgun four wide. And they're going what? Yeah. Uh, what? And you watch their defense. It's such a mixture. You know, there there's a bunch of plays where they didn't have a guy on. They didn't have a guy with his hand in the ground. They're all standing up, back off the line, trying to figure out where they're coming from. So that's going to be a challenge. The one uh, advantage I think the Elks have in that regard is that offensive line, those dudes have played a bunch of football. And so that, that can mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. you know, adjusting on the fly, I think, is 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 reasonable for those guys to be able to do. Uh, it's, it's exciting to kind of see the year get going. And I think, to me, the challenge – not only tonight, but this year is is continuing to build a program, not just having these quick bursts of success with a certain class or two of athletes and then go right back down. It's to level that thing out to where it's consistently winning at a at a at whatever the level is, and then from there, you know, if you're if you're if you're a playoff team every year, or you know, a, win a game or two in the playoff team every year, then all of a sudden when that short burst happens, what are you doing? You, you may be raising a gold ball as opposed to trying to dig yourself out of uh, a couple of disastrous years. So uh, I think that's the challenge for throughout the entirety of this year is just to lay another piece of that foundation to see where it goes and how high it can get to. Whether for Newcastle, I think as far as the district games or the, the games involving district teams, uh, this got to be the best one of the night, right? Uh, with a couple of playoff teams from last year in 4A. Both went out in the first round. Both played pretty well against – um, well, Elk City was the district champ in, in District 1, and Newcastle was right there to the end. Weatherford gave uh, Blanchard a game down in Blanchard as well. We know about Weatherford with what they got coming back, but Newcastle, I think, is sneaky with the guys that they have coming back as well. A quarterback back, running back back, some guys on the outside, a couple of the linemen. Uh, Newcastle, we talked about them this week. I, I Watch out. I think this is this is a team that – got some love in the Tulsa world at number five in the preseason I don't necessarily think that's too too far out of line for what they bring back that's the one of the most intriguing ones on my list is is it's on the road and and I don't think I'd be shocked either way of the outcome I might be shocked if one's a blowout over the other I might go whoa so that's a big test for Weatherford it's a big test for them. Newcastle, I've, I've always seen that has size, and, and they you mentioned the quarterback play. And then, of course, Weatherford with that uh, very talented junior class. You know, it's their time to shine for this year and next. So uh, if their quest to get back as you know state title contenders, you know, everyone's going to circle. You know, you know what Weatherford reminds me of? Kind of like Cushing. Like you can kind of draw it out and go, that was this is the year that they're going to be really good, and then that was last year, and we saw what happened. Got got a state runner up, but this kind of feels like Weatherford's path, right? Like next year, right? But they, but Cushing was good the year before. Just ask Weatherford; they went over the Weatherford and beat them, right? Am I no, wrong? That's the year two, we beat two them. years. Two years ago, <clears throat> never yeah, sophomores that two year. years ago. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so if Weatherford wants to make that statement of. You know we're on our way. That this is a good statement win if they can go to Newcastle and win. Yeah, and I, and I don't know that those kids over there view it like that. I mean, I know we all kind of do, just because you you grow as year by year. Yeah, I mean, you go into every year thinking this is our year. I, I absolutely understand no, but that. I, I just think that they're the the with what they've shown in basketball 
that group, I, mean, I know it's really CJ, it's about the only one, but winning breeds winning breeds winning. And they're, they're a team that, yeah, they made the playoffs, got got beaten the first round a year ago. I don't think they, they're, they're over there thinking, all right, well, now this year, you know, we can make it to the quarters. I think they're thinking, uh, we're going to step up a couple of, we'll step over mm-hmm. a couple of rungs of that ladder uh, with what they, what they have coming back 11 starters on defense, seven on offense. Do have to replace the quarterback. Uh, Reese Felines is gone. Stone Chisholm will be that guy. I don't know how bad a trade that is, just from a talent perspective. The name alone screams football player. I mean, doesn't it? And we we saw him. He was great on defense a year ago. Yeah. I didn't play against Elk City, which was a big help to the Elks, to be honest with you. Uh, but with Blackman, the running back, C.J. Nixon, Nick Jett, they got weapons, dude. They have weapons, and so that I would. I know we've I've been touting Newcastle all week, but that's a game that I think if Weatherford is what I think they are, I think they go up there and win. Right, Clinton Kingfisher is the one. It, Clinton, don't they kind of at the three? Don't you feel like they're the one that's shrouded in a little bit of the mystery of yeah. what they're going to be? You know how much how much better did some of those guys get? How you know how much stronger and bigger mm-hmm. did some of those guys get? I, I'm intrigued to see, maybe not this week, but then after that, with McGinnis and Heritage Hall, kind of where Clinton is against those teams this year as opposed to where they were last year. Yeah, it, the common thing I see when you know the prognosticators are talking about Clinton in, in, in their write-ups is, is simply Clinton is Clinton, and they're always going to be a force to be reckoned with in 4A. And, and then they just move on, you know. Well, I want to know why. So, uh, I mean, I want to know individual. You know, there's some good players on that team, and now there's not too. There's been some defectors I've heard, I've heard. So, there is a lot of mystery here of what you can get. I think Higby is a really good coach. Uh, after Lee, they they went through a couple coaches trying to find their guy. I think Higby feel, fits right into the mold of of what Coach Lee established back in the early '90s and that historic run. And I think. Higby is a guy that can continue that, obviously winning the title a couple years ago. So, But um, there's a lot of quest- personnel questions for me, for Clinton, to be honest with you. You know, who's going to be the running back? We know who the quarterback's going to be. Um, defensively, uh, they got a guy, uh, his nickname is Bumpy. Uh, Montel Crane. Crane, yeah. That guy, he's a state champion track, I believe. And, and the dude's strong. I mean, he's an ox. He's huge. Um He's going to anchor that defense. But who else, right? Uh, in, in Clinton last year, they kind of felt like OU. They were in every game, you know, outside of maybe one or two, and um, had chances to win. I mean, most notably the Poto game in overtime. Can they get past that? Can they win those games now? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm with you. A lot of questions for me about Clinton. Yeah, that's what and, it, and, and I mentioned the weather for Newcastle. Um, I – wouldn't be surprised either one would win you know it'd probably be the outcome that would surprise me i am a weatherford lean on that game same thing clinton kingfisher i mean kingfisher's a team that's had a lot of success too i mean and this is at kingfisher and they had a little bit of a down year last year albeit a winning season but they they were down and clinton beat them last year you know so i i don't know this is gonna be a tough road game for clinton yeah kingfisher eight and four a year ago but you're right it did seem like they weren't what they've been they weren't three a contenders by any means right. um 
Yeah, Clinton's, they're so interesting to me because on one hand you go, golly, Red Tornado's only got knocked out in the quarterfinals. What in the world? What kind of... But then you do, when you look into it a little further, you know, a triple overtime game at Poto, which they had multiple chances to win. Now all of a sudden they're playing the eventual champ, Wagner. You never know how that goes with the, you know, who knows what might have happened. They were heavy underdogs in that game against Tuttle. And then Mm -hmm. you never, you're right. You're, you never know. Never know. But it does, at the same time, they also lost to both. Elk City and Weatherford for only the third time in the same season since 1988. So it was just kind of a kind of a a, a real weird year, I think, for Clinton. Uh, but yeah, they did beat they, they beat Kingfisher last year, 21 to six on their home field. So now go to Kingfisher tonight. Uh, so those are the three 4A1 games, or at least for the I-40 schools, right down this corridor tonight. And Merritt and Hinton. I have no idea what to expect from the Oilers. I mean, we've we heard some numbers aren't very big. So, you know, injuries, they can't happen almost out there. Bringing up some younger guys. So we'll see, kind of get an idea of what uh, what merit might be against a Hinton team that's, you know, kind of perennially in that top 10 to 15 in Class A. Kind of on the outside of looking in at the real contenders for the state title, but always a really solid team. Uh, over there in Hinton, so that's going to be a, an, an interesting game uh, to see kind of where the Oilers are and, and how they can improve. What, what about around the state? Anything else that catches your eye? Uh, I had that pulled up. I mean, we could always go to the, the big 6A games and, and comment on those, but I won't. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, cash at Tuttle for district interest absolutely you know catch and chickasha i think it'll be fighting for that four spot i think we can agree on that and speaking of chickasha they get el reno tonight we saw how athletic el reno can be can chickasha match that athleticism or did they lose some via graduation so those two right there debuting the turf at chickasha tonight very good yes they're pretty proud of that when i was there over there covering basketball um talking with their ad it he, looks good. He was pretty proud to say, "Yeah, we're getting this turf put in," and I was telling him, "Yeah, that that that'll upgrade your stadium immensely." I'm, proud, I'm happy for you guys. Um, here's one: Canadian Texas at Seminole. Yeah, they played last year. Yeah, remember we were out there getting our stuff set up, and here comes a team rolling onto the field. Remember that? It was Seminole. It was Seminole they're headed stopping, to Canadian. Yeah. They're going to Canadian. They were stopping halfway to. Yeah, and Canadian just beat them down last year. Yeah, now it's at Seminole. So yeah. is Canadian going to stop here and yeah. warm up? Or? <laughs> Maybe they go a little further east. <laughs> you know where I'd stop if I was them? Catfish Roundup, exit two hundred, <laughs> right off I forty. There you go. Right as you turn south <laughs> to go to Seminole, I would stop at the Catfish Roundup, go. have a couple of apple apple fritters with that jelly. All you can eat catfish. <laughs> it's a good spot. I'm just telling you. Or it, you could stop at Simon's, but they'll be through here too quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'll be a little early. Yeah, they'll be too it won't early. Won't be busy though. I probably won't that early. Be a little too early for there, yeah. but that's where I'd stop. How about you? Any games to see it out for you? Uh, yes, it was in 5A. Who was it? Kawita uh, Carl Albert. Yeah, that was a game oh. that Kawita won last year. So you know why it doesn't interest me. Carl Albert, man, they're gonna run through them. Yeah, I'm just itch- maybe I'm interested just to see the OU guys and what they do. But McAllister Broken Bow, how about that one? 
be fun. And yeah, Cash Tuttle. I I think we probably both expect Tuttle to to roll pretty easily there. But if not, what does that mean? Does it mean Tuttle's not as good as everybody thinks, or does it mean Cash is way better? Well, they're replacing a lot too, but they're kind of in the same vein of like like Clinton. It's it's Tuttle. They got a history of winning and reloading so but um that's when i always say you can upset somebody is when you are reloading a lot and kids are trying to get reacclimated to that varsity level that speed of the game if a team can come in and maybe pull some razzle dazzle maybe pull off an upset but yeah that that's a good question what even if it's like a three-point win for Tuttle, is what is that does that give us does that say well Cash might be pretty good, or is Tuttle down? Yeah, that, we go. Yeah. We do that every year, right? When mm-hmm. we see scores after week zero and week mm-hmm. one, we go, "What happened there?" Yeah, I'll never forget looking last year, going, "What? Woodward beat Bethany, right? Whoa, maybe maybe the Vibe magazine was right, and Woodward is the second best team in four A one. Yeah, maybe not. Or Wagner when they lost to Coweta, wasn't it? Coweta. Yeah, but Kawita meeting Wagner and Carl Albert. Right. In the non district. And so, then we started thinking, well, maybe Kawita's a team. Yeah, and then they could And they then got Carl Albert and Wagner go and win titles. Yeah. I think a, a game that would have been this this one may be a little bit for yesteryear, but the names are cool when you hear them. Pioneer at Shattuck. That just yeah. screams a good football game. Yeah. Uh, there was another one like that. It was in class A. Da, 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 da. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? It was cashing M2A. Cashing that Rejoice Christian. That just sounds like a fun game. That sounds like a good football game with those two those two teams, those two names. You no, know, we got a we got a rivalry right off the bat. Cordell and Sayer. Cordell and Sayer. Um Thomas at Watonga tonight, maybe be good. Thomas has been down. Just for local interest, CBA is that surreal? Now Hollis off this week. They'll start next week. Hollis is off. Yeah. All right. Don't forget eight o'clock tonight. Eight o'clock start. Game has been pushed back an hour because of the excessive heat down in Altus. So we'll have the Big Elks in Altus eight o'clock. It's seven fifteen pregame show. Merritt and Hinton stayed at seven. So Paragon TV for Merritt and Hinton. I think James Pruitt, former Merritt Oilers, on the call out there tonight. We'll be back to wrap up a Garrison Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific state's Referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. 
the Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Wrapping up a Garrison Financial Friday, game day Friday. Kickoff of the high school football season in Oklahoma Friday. Scott can manage your investments, or if you're one of those people that likes to kind of dabble, watch the markets, play the markets, but you're just not real sure how to get started, he can build you a plan, charge you hourly, and then you can manage it once you start feeling comfortable with what's going on there. Also, he'll work with your accountants to streamline all the tax ramifications, get all the returns necessary filed in a timely fashion. Help your accountant do that as well. Scott at Soonerwealth.com, 124 North Main in Elk City is his physical address. I am worried about his dip, about his salmon dip. Worried that it's going to beat you? Yes. Feels like he's playing to the audience better than I am. And with the heat, you know, I'm, I'm this way too. My wife is definitely this way. But the hotter it gets, the less you want pork. I never really thought of it like that. Heat really doesn't affect my. Doesn't my See, appetite. I get to, it does me. I mean, like in the summertime, there's a whole bunch of days where it's so hot. Just if I could just have like a turkey and cheddar or or ham and cheese, ham and cheddar sandwich with the fresh tomato, I am good to go. Or a BLT. I mean, what is it about when you're in in the dead of winter? It is cold as it can get outside, and you want ice cream. Because ice cream is delicious. Well, ice cream's good year round. I guess that's what that is. But, but some would say, "Why would you want ice cream? What, don't you want hot chocolate or something?" No, but in the summer, it doesn't bother me. I don't care what. If I'm hungry for something, I'll eat it. I don't care how hot it is outside. Well, hopefully, everybody's hungry for pork belly burn ends. You're killing me with all this food talk that today. Hopefully, the ladies are hungry for those. I just find a reason to come out there and sample everything. Will that be frowned upon? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to need some help setting up. You available about 6.30 or 7 in the morning? That's a negative. Get everything set up. My wife is... She's taking... Um, what do you call that? Oh, you know, when, when somebody makes a movie based on a book, and they kind of change it. What do they call that? Artistic... Creative... Yeah, you're... Art- yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Well, she's taken that as far as my uh the the booth or whatever you want to call it where I'll be stationed at. Uh-huh. I've she- got a card table that she's went and bought pink um tablecloth for. Pink napkins. So she is We're going to have flamingos. This is a good idea. I like all this. Well, feels like kind of, I mean, it's all about presentation. That's so what I'm hearing. with your eyes. I like that. I like that. I saw somebody who um, is really, really smart about restaurants, and he said, if you think about it, you're not selling the food. You're selling the reaction. Yeah. Creative license. Thank you, Scott. So if you can go in, and if somebody takes a bite and they go, whoa, people around you are going to go, what's he having? Yeah. See, and that's so if you ever watch this barbecue competition shows, like I, I'm, where they actually go, like right now on Food Channel, Michael Simon, 
It's called Barbecue USA. I've seen that. Uh, I haven't watched. I've seen. So he he just literally goes around to all these barbecue contests. Oh, I love it that. It kind of shows what they're doing and how they're doing it a little bit and, and this and that. They all talk about so in the judging, they they only are allowed the judges are only allowed one bite of every entry. And just, so they just, just one. one bite. So if you make you you make ribs, the judge is gonna get each judge is gonna get one bite of your rib. One bite of your brisket. I've never and so they pack the flavor differently than they would if they were just cooking a rack of ribs for me and you, mm-hmm. because the flavor is so intense, you couldn't get through a you couldn't get through a whole rib, but you only get one chance, right? You only get one. So that's kind of what we're doing, because they're only it's just a bite sized toothpick. So this is a different that's thing than good. I've ever done. Yeah. So I put way more rub. You want that taste to really hit, yeah, and just you want and it to be so out. much yeah. more uniform. You know, because you think yeah. about if you don't get everything on there evenly you might take a, a bite on this side of the bone yeah and it tastes one way and a bite on the other side you want it all to be so uniform that no matter where you bite it's when you know right absolutely yes all right how yeah. excited are you for college football starting this weekend well i mean i uh looking for i will watch the notre dame game i'm making time for that i would i didn't understand the question when you're going before the break when you're teasing it yeah so I figured you But were. I am excited about that game, and only that game. There's other duds in Week Zero. Most typically there are. But that's the standout game for me to watch. And and I the, got nothing going on tomorrow other than I'm going to try to get up early and mow and then sit down and watch this game. Yeah, the but names, the, the the two teams, the location. Yeah, all that. Yeah. You know, and the fact that it's the first one. Right. The bigger thing, you ought if. If you're a fan of the of the Crimson and Cream, you ought to be super excited about this weekend. One, there's always, it, no matter how small a chance it is, and it's minuscule, there's always a, always a chance that Tebow and his team could lose because they're playing. I mean, they still have to play defense, so there's always that chance. But that more lose. importantly, after what happened yesterday, I think everybody knew that Andy Bass, which is a, he's the quarterback, do everything for Heritage Hall. Mm-hmm going to be who knows what at Oklahoma he, he committed as we were getting done with the show yesterday to the Sooners but out of nowhere this was not a scheduled thing this just happened the brothers Bowen will be coming to the secondary near you as Eli Bowen little brother of Peyton Bowen committed to Oklahoma last night as well that was kind of a shocker what kind of recruit is he he's a four-star mm. top not not as highly recruited, not high, as highly regarded as his brother, as his brother, but it, it ain't one of those situations where this dude's getting a scholarship because his brother is here. Mm-hmm. He's getting it on his own merit. He's not quite as as big yet as his brother, uh, but no, he's definitely a, a guy that people were after. Oh, you beat Texas. It kind of came down to those two at the end, Oklahoma or Texas. And Eli Bowen chooses Oklahoma. And then we get to tomorrow. I hate to over-exaggerate what tomorrow means to the future of OU football because you never know exactly how good these guys are going to end up being. But what it could be is kind of that seminal moment in the building back of this program 
that leads to other things. And that is David Stone is going to commit tomorrow at halftime of the IMG Academy's season opener. David Stone is a five-star defensive tackle that grew up in Oklahoma City. This is a dude that should be as easily gettable for a big-time D-line commit as it will ever get for Todd Bates and Brent Venables. And coming off the sting of what happened with williams Winery a couple weeks ago, there will be a massive, massive meltdown in Soonerland if David Stone, who is the number six player overall on the ESPN 300, top 10, I think, in rivals, if and he's at a spot where OU is sorely needing to improve going into the SEC. It'll be Meltdown City about 6.30 tomorrow night if David Stone chooses, and it looks like it's just either going to be Oklahoma or Miami. You know, Michigan State out of the running. Pretty much. They've been in, they were considered favorites for a little bit, so now they've completely dropped off. Supposedly off. Mama wants Miami and the kid wants Oklahoma. Well, that didn't fare too well with the last big recruit. Well, I know that uh, – You're in that scenario. I do, but I know this. Mama was wanting a lot bigger presentation. The kid just wants to say where he wants to go. All signs point to Oklahoma here. Outside of the PTSD that Sooner fans have, dating back to, what, Gabe Dendy, then David Hicks, then Will Winery, and now here to David Stone. And of all those meltdowns, this one will be worse. You know why? This is a homegrown kid. Yep. Even though he's at IMG, this is a an Oklahoma kid who has been to Oklahoma 30 times, whatever it might be. Right. He has been there over and over and over and over and over. I just will not believe that he's – here's why – one, he, I think he just, it's in his heart, right? He just wants to go to OU. But two, I think that the tipping of the hand happened a couple weeks ago when his teammate, Jaden Jackson, out of absolutely nowhere, committed OU. You cannot convince me that he didn't do that because he knows what's happening tomorrow. Now, after a I, point. I sunshine pumped. Now, Jared, with your pessimistic look <laughs> on your face, tell me why I'm going to be wrong. Well, I didn't know about the mom thing, and moms have a lot of pull. Yeah. Tell that so, to Landon Collins' mom. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. So, there's a little bit of that. I guess I'm just – I'm kind of like Scott on his Steelers. I'm just kind of, all right, I'm not going to get overly worked up about this on, on Friday at 10 a.m. Let me – I'll wake up tomorrow, and then, yeah, I'm going to be highly interested in it, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, then move on. But but if it happens, that's great. Um, I'm, you know, and typically when you're excited like this, I mean, and it typically happens, so maybe I'm getting a little bit more optimistic about it. But with the recent history of recruiting high-level players on defense, especially at this position, it has not gone well. So maybe – I'm kind of 
a little pessimistic about it. It'd be different if Oklahoma was losing guys from Oklahoma before. They haven't. Yeah. This is the first time they've had one in their own backyard. Even, like I said, even though he's playing football in uh, Florida right now. I just won't believe the the, J- the Jaden Jackson thing, ever since that happened, I have just convinced myself that yeah. there's only one reason that happened the way it happened is because David Stone said, listen, bud, I'm coming too. Is there a way to watch this game? Yeah, it's on ESPN2. It is? Yeah. Okay. Did you say that? I'm sorry. I... No, I didn't. It's on ESPN2. I, I think the – What time? 6.30-ish, I think, is when the halftime is. So they'll kick off at what, 5.30? Five, yeah, five, something like that. Something like that? Yeah. IMG, I can't remember who they're All playing. Right, well, Another pretty good team. Like a full day of football for me, or at least from one thirty till till the end of that. Yeah, end of that, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, listen, I'll have my pitchfork and whatever else out on Monday if this doesn't go the way that I think it should or would will. But this this will go a long way in cooling everybody's jets, and then we'll turn our attention to Dominic McKinley. Number 30 in the ESPN Top 300, also defensive tackle. He's down to OU and Texas. And I tell you, I bought a new koozie yesterday. It came with a with a, a 12 pack of that new OU beer. I can't. Okay, you're gonna have to tr- <laughs> you're gonna have to try one this weekend. I put it in the fridge because that it's way we a, have it, a full yeah, report. Get it from the liquor store. Because here's the deal: everybody else is one. Everybody that's listening is wondering, and. Maybe they want to rush out for next weekend too, but we need to know what it tastes like first. Yeah, you've got it. Be like, the guinea well, pig. Do I want to wait until game day, or maybe I'll crack one open tomorrow? Do it tomorrow. That way you can tell us about it. I mean, on I'm going to do it the right Monday. way. I'm going to put it in a chilled glass, yes. and I'm going to. By the way, did you have you looked at the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em lineup? I have not. Like the participants? Yes. S- second page, first name. Travers picks. You think Jim is playing our contest? Text him up. Find out. I noticed that today. I hope so. That'd be great. Has Jim entered our contest? And if he has, this is you guys' chance to beat him. The ones that he irritates in the afternoon. <laughs> have a chance to beat him. ESPN's website, Skinny on Sports, Facebook page. We've got the link there. I'll probably send that out one more time before next Saturday. you got clear till next weekend to get involved. 400 to win. 400 bucks. You don't have to pay anything. Easy money. Easy money. Come get involved. You pay more for a lottery ticket to lose. Yeah. This is free. You've actually got a chance to win this one. And if if you're the worst, you still win. Everybody have a great Friday. 8 o'clock tonight for the Big Elk, 7 o'clock for Merritt. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowd. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.